You're listening to the Islamic Sustainable Finance and Investment Podcast, the show discussing the latest and most exciting developments of Sharia-compliant sustainable finance. We are seeing a great shift towards sustainability in the Islamic finance space. My name is Marlena Karim from Islamic Sustainable Finance and Investment, and in this episode, we speak to Ayman Dukali, the head of Islamic and Structured Finance at Qatar Financial Center, QFC, about its sustainable sukuk and bonds framework. Hi, Ayman. Thank you for being here. Hi, Marlena. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, Before we get into the framework, could you give us a brief background of QFC and your role there? Yeah, sure. Uh, so uh, Qatar Financial Center is an onshore center uh, in, in, in Qatar, and uh, it is based on a UK, UK common law. Uh, so our role in the KFC is, uh, is, is to, to attract foreign uh, companies, foreign investors, foreign institutions, uh, you know, to come and to, uh, to set up uh, businesses and operations in Qatar. But we also play an uh, outward role by, uh, you know, trying to promote uh, Qatari companies and, and Qatar institutions into, uh, you know, the different global markets. Uh, with the Qatar Financial Center, uh, I am part of the financial services, uh, financial sector office, and uh, I look after the Islamic and the structured finance. One of the main areas that we're currently looking at is the development of a local debt capital market. And one of the building blocks of that exercise is our uh, continuous and ongoing focus on ESG and sustainability. Moving into the framework, what drove QFC to develop the framework and what is it trying to achieve with it? Yeah, thank you. So uh, as I mentioned earlier, I think one of the main uh, one of the main efforts that we're currently working on is the development of a local debt capital market. Uh, now, I had the pleasure to work in Malaysia for the past five years before joining the QFC. And one of the, the you know, the fascinating thing about the Malaysian markets is how deep of the ringgit, um, you know, local uh, debt capital markets, the, the ability of companies, financial institutions and project finance uh, entities uh, you know, to swiftly and efficiently uh, be able to raise capital uh, through the Sukuk market. Uh, so that is uh, that is something that we're trying to see how we can replicate here in Qatar. Uh, we see a lot of similarities uh, as well as differences, but we do see a lot of similarities in terms of building blocks on how we can achieve, um, you know, or get on the path of achieving a similar success as the Malaysian story. Now, uh, so, so, so this is the main objective uh, that we're currently working on. Now, when it comes to developing the debt capital markets in Qatar, one of the main areas of focus that we have is how to attract uh, foreign investors. And one of the, the key identified areas is uh, to develop uh, a proper infrastructure for ESG of sustainability or, or labeled instruments. Uh, so so from, from, from our perspective, this has been, uh, you know, the, this is the story so far. Uh, the main objective, as I mentioned, is to develop the local markets, and we're looking at uh, ESG and sustainability, amongst other things, uh, to be one of the main uh, growth uh, drivers and factors, not only for the local investors, but also to, to be able to attract foreign investors. I see. So the framework was introduced in March. How has it been received so far? 
It has been uh, it's 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 been received in 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 quite a good fashion. So we've been uh, talking. I mean, I'll, I'm just going to take a step back. So while we develop the the framework, we wanted while we're aiming to develop a local market, we wanted to make sure that we're doing things at you know the highest standards possible. So in our effort to develop the framework, we had worked uh, very closely with ICMA, International Capital Markets Association. Uh, and we have also um, uh, collaborated with, with HSBC Bank to, uh, you know, to, to get a bit of uh, support and, and, and technical uh, advice from them as we develop the, uh, the framework. Uh, so the framework is based on ECMA's uh, principles, the uh, green bond principles, social bond principles, and the sustainable bonds guidelines. Uh, but we just look to add in a few uh, elements that would cater to the local market. Now, uh, from the time that we have uh, issued the or, or, or established or published the framework, uh, we have seen one of the local banks in Qatar, they had developed a finance, sustainable finance framework, and they had, uh, they had based it off of the KFC's uh, sustainable and bonds framework, which we believe is a good, uh, you know, a, a good uh, progress uh, step. Uh, if you look at the Qatari market, there aren't really a lot of, uh, you know, Sukuk and bonds issuances out of the country, apart from, uh, you know, the sovereign that comes to the market from time to time and a selected, uh, you know, range of financial institutions, not a lot of traction on the corporate side, but we're trying to change that. So that's part of the, the work that we're currently doing. Uh, so, I mean, to, to answer your question, it's been received, uh, uh, you know, it, it, it had a very good reception. So we continue to receive... Uh, reverse inquiries from uh, from some of the corporates, uh, from some of the financial institutions. And I think, um, you know, having Masraf al-Rayyan, uh, which is a local Islamic bank in Qatar, uh, they set up their sustainable finance framework and they, uh, they, they did base it off of our framework. Um, as we move forward, we continue to work very closely with a lot of the corporates, with a lot of the financial institutions, uh, you know, to, uh, to, to, to bridge that gap uh, in terms of, uh, you know, what needs to be done in order for them to be able to set up their sustainable finance framework uh, and how we are able to, to support them in any uh, shape or form. The other thing that we're also doing is that we, uh, we are working closely with the, uh, with the international DCM houses, uh, you know, to make sure that they understand, they recognize the framework so that once it comes to deal and transaction execution, then they are familiar with the framework. They understand that there aren't a lot of differences, uh, or if there are any differences to begin with, altogether uh, uh, at all with the um, uh, with the ICMA principles, which are the ones that are typically used for the G three and the and the dollar uh, uh, deals, in order for us to uh, to streamline that that, that process. Um, yeah, so, so that that has been the the progress so far. I see. So essentially, um, QFC wants to create a master framework for people to build their own frameworks off of, and it can be recognized within the region, right? That is, yes, that is correct. I see. So are there any upcoming issuances under the framework? I know the framework is relatively new, but is there anything yeah. happening in that region? So no, I mean, obviously, you know, given the sensitivities around, uh, you know, names and, and whatnot, you know, we're unable to, to disclose any names, but we know of at least uh, three or four names in Qatar that are currently looking to, uh, to issue green uh, bonds or sukuk. 
Uh, unfortunately, the current state of the market is extremely volatile, which have put uh, put off investors, obviously not only in the region but at a global scale. Uh, so, so not everybody has been having um, um, you know the opportunity to come to the market, but it's something that is currently being uh, uh, worked on. Uh, but we do know that there is a pipeline of transactions that uh, would hopefully come out of the uh, the country. How is it about um, developing the debt market in Qatar? With this framework, yeah. but how do you foresee the framework impacting the ESG investment space in the region? Uh, that's a very good question. Uh, now, I mean, the the you know my answer is going to be a little bit Qatar specific, uh, but uh, again, uh, the there is there, there there are a lot of similarities. Obviously, a lot of common factors uh, across the region. So, a lot of this would apply to the other markets. So, I think uh, so to start with, uh, number one. Uh, the country and the region is in one of the most challenging regions from a climate perspective, and that continuously puts uh, puts the region, uh, you know, um, under the microscope when it comes to uh, to sustainability and uh, and climate. Now, even though I think the region uh, is responsible for roughly about eight percent of, of carbon emissions uh, globally, but then, as I mentioned, the 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 climate situation. Uh, is is extremely challenging, uh, which had pushed all of the countries in the region to uh, to relook at uh, you know their strategies when it comes to their uh, to, to the environment and the sustainability from a broader perspective. Now Qatar had developed uh, you know Qatar uh, a national uh, climate change uh, strategy um, that you know to to be achieved by by the year 2030 and is also part of the Qatar national uh, Qatar national vision 2030 also has a huge focus when it comes to social development and environmental development, which means that in order for you to achieve all of this, there would need to be a lot of investment that needs to be put in place in order for you to be able to achieve these goals. Now, how does the framework come in this and how does the framework enable the development of the, the local markets? I see that happening in two fronts. So the first front is from a local perspective. As I mentioned, there will need to be a lot of investment put in place in order for the nation, for the country to achieve uh, its uh, climate change uh, strategy. And by developing a local debt capital markets, you're providing an alternative avenue to fund these uh, these projects, to fund these requirements, apart from only banking funding. The second element would come from a foreign investor perspective. Qatar is, you know, uh, Qatar enjoys as a sovereign enjoys a very good uh, credit rating uh, of double uh, A minus, uh, if, if I'm not mistaken, almost always on on a on a uh, on a uh, stable outlook. And majority of the Qatari issuers, at least in the dollar market, you know, have similar rating or one notch down from there, which means that there is definitely a good credit story to be told here. Now, that credit story being coupled together with a, a good, um, you know, a climate change and overall sustainability story would definitely serve as a factor to bring in a lot of foreign direct investors and to bring in, um, you know, uh, particularly on the fixed income side. So uh, we are looking to the, the reason why we have created this uh, and we see this as part of that uh, development process or the development journey is to make it easier for the local issuers or local potential issuers to familiarize themselves with the, with the, with the process 
if anybody has any questions, I think it's much easier for them to pick up the phone and speak to someone that's, that's across the street from them rather than trying to, uh, you know, to, to get in touch with, uh, with somebody outside of the country. And across the team, we have very good uh, you know, expertise We're within the QFC FSO team. Uh, we're all ex-bankers. Uh, we've covered, you know, different uh, geographies, different markets, different product segments. So, uh, so that's how we see, uh, you know, uh, ourselves and the framework contributing to the development of the market by uh, providing that level of expertise and and, and level of uh, experience uh, for a market that is currently almost non-existent. So. If anybody needs to uh, to go through that process, we're always there to support. We're always there to help. See, so of course this framework applies to both bonds and sukuk. But is there any priority given to Islamic sustainable products in the region, or are there any added hurdles for a sukuk issuance, for example, versus a bond issuance? Okay, so if we speak broadly, um, the the perception is that issuing a sukuk is uh, slightly more complex than issuing a bond for the very obvious reasons. Obviously, you need to have a Sharia structure in place uh, that, uh, you know, that, that caters to, especially if you're doing a dollar sukuk, uh, you need to make sure that you're adhering to uh, the varying and, and the diverging uh, Sharia standards. So initially, it used to be, you know, Southeast Asia, Malaysia in particular, and the Middle East, but now even within the Middle East, we have we see further divergence, you know, uh, between countries that have adopted the IOFI standards versus those who uh, are yet to make it compulsory. So, uh, so on a broader level, uh, it, it, there is a bit of an added complexity. But to be honest with you, I think the market has developed, you know, tremendously over the past ten years. That issuing a sukuk is 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 a matter of a process. Even the structure in place. Now, I'm talking about about 70, 80 percent of issuances. Obviously, there would always be uh, some some cases where would, there would be some additional nuances here and there. But in general, I think the process of issuing a sukuk is becoming more and more streamlined, and, and therefore, I don't see that as an additional hurdle. Now, when it comes to the region itself. The region, you know, represents a majority of, of the main, uh, you know, Sukuk uh, funds and the Sukuk-only investors, obviously because of the existence of many of standalone Islamic banks, not only in Qatar, but in the region entirely. Uh, what we have seen this year, and you know, uh, uh, that there has been a, 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 a major rise in the energy prices and historically that has translated into banks having more liquidity because you know, the, the sovereigns would pass on, you know, majority of these funds through the banking system and that it created, uh, you know, additional layer of liquidity that, you know, the, the, the region had needed over the past few years because the equation was the other way around. Now, uh, normal credit is there, but banks uh, and uh, high net worth individuals are always on the look for, uh, for Sharia compliant instruments where they can actually deploy those additional funds. And historically, the demand for sukuk has always been higher than the than than the supply, so uh, I would definitely believe that issuing a sukuk would always be, especially if you're from the region, an issuer from the region, would definitely be an an uh, an added uh, success factor, success element, because you would definitely always be able to tap into additional pockets of liquidity uh, for uh, sukuk only investors that uh, you know that are 
always on the hunt to find uh, assets where they can deploy their liquidity. Now, speaking in even broader terms, what are your thoughts on the Islamic sustainable finance space and where it's going in terms of capital markets? So are we seeing a trend towards sustainability and ESG? Yes, definitely. If you look at the broader Islamic finance market, it's concentrated mainly in the region here in the, the, in the Middle East and in Southeast Asia, with the two major uh, uh, markets being Malaysia and Indonesia. Now, I think Southeast Asia had taken uh, a step ahead initially. So we've seen governments of Indonesia has been a, uh, a regular green sukuk issuer for the past four or five years. Uh, we've seen governments of Malaysia coming up with the, um, you know, with the, uh, with, with the first dollar, uh, sovereign dollar uh, sustainability sukuk back in, in, in 2021. And we have seen also uh, within Malaysia and within Indonesia, a lot of, uh, you know, uh, th- there is a lot of activities happening in the local capital markets from an ESG perspective. In Malaysia, for example, beyond the capital market, even from a broader financial sector perspective, we've seen Bank Nagar coming, with, uh, coming up with the, uh, you know, with the value-based intermediation. Um, and we have seen, uh, you know, similar activities happening in the Indonesian markets. Over the past couple of years, we've seen the MENA region or the Middle East region uh, playing catch up in, in, in that front. So uh, green sukuks globally, I think this has been one of the uh, fastest growing asset classes. We have seen more corporates coming out of the region. We have seen more financial institutions uh, coming out from the region and issuing green sukuk and green bonds in general. But we have seen uh, that trend uh, happening also in the, in the sukuk market. Uh, and it's always important to see that happening in the financial sector, financial institutions, because you know that their use of proceeds will always go to finance broader activities within the local economies. So the trend is definitely there. Um, I think what makes things easier is there's a lot of convergence between the ESG values and the Sharia, you know, Sharia values. Um, but uh, but Islamic banks uh, and the, the, the Islamic capital markets have definitely been taken uh, forward leaps towards uh, pushing more towards this direction. Uh, and we can definitely see that happening in terms of market activities. As I mentioned, we have seen more corporates coming out uh, with green sukuk. We have seen more financial institutions from the region coming up with with, uh, with green and, and sustainable sukuk. And we know that the pipeline is actually growing. As I mentioned, unfortunately, because of the current market state, we haven't been seeing anything coming to the market in the past month or so. Uh, but I think, well, I, I believe that once the market is, is slightly calmer, hopefully by third quarter of this year onward, or maybe fourth quarter, depending on how things uh, pan out on a global scale, uh, we should see you know, this uh, trend continuing to happen. But in any case, uh, from a broader perspective, uh, Sukuk market has been uh, very active this year. It had a very good momentum, obviously, unfortunately, until the, uh, you know, the past month or so. Excited to see where this goes then. Uh, thank you very much for joining the podcast today. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening. For more discussions on Islamic sustainable finance and investments, log on to www.islamicsustainable.com. You can also listen to the episodes on your favorite platforms, including iTunes and Spotify.